I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. And you're listening to Going Offsides, presented by the Lacrosse Collective on the Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network. Okay, we're here with Naofumi Suzuki, from, or also known as Udo, and he is a coach slash professor over in Japan. Udo, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, so how did you first get involved in lacrosse? Because obviously, I mean, I don't know how long lacrosse has been in Japan, but it hasn't been forever. Right. Uh, I, I personally started playing uh, at my college, uh, which was in 1994. Mm-hmm. At that point, uh, there has been had been you know lacrosse in Japan for nearly 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, some young uh, uh, college students started playing lacrosse in 1986, I believe. That's the first. Okay. Yeah, that's a long time. Like yeah. in ter- in terms of global lacrosse, like that's a really long time since the eighties. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, in, in terms of all that, so you're you're talking about a little bit the with the origins of the game. Now, I mean, you're going back to 1986. Like, you know, <laughs> compared to you know, we're a little bit older, so we can understand how you know how 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 far that dates back. But um, now, in terms of all that, the game getting started was that some um, American students, if you might not, and and you might not know, and that's okay. Um, was it brought over by some maybe some American students that were studying in Japan? um or was it um you know um did it you know kind of organically did someone come over to to the US or Canada and bring the game back with them right well uh well it's it's actually uh, i think uh the history of lacrosse in Japan is briefly de- described in the website mm-hmm. on the website of JLA but uh basically they were they were they were uh, Japanese students mm-hmm. uh, who are uh, in the freshman year, mm-hmm. and uh, for some reason they they found out there is a sport called lacrosse. They thought it's cool, and then they they went to I don't know I, I think American Embassy mm-hmm. uh, advices, and then they got connected with people over in in the states. And then, I, I, as far as I know, Johns Hopkins University has, has yep. had a very uh, big role in introducing the games to those young people, young uh, Japanese uh, students. So, but but it was those Japanese students who awesome. I to try to yeah get just kind of stumbled along, stumbled upon the sport, and then it just kind of mm-hmm. took off from there. Yeah. So for for people that are unfamiliar, I, I was blown away when I was doing a little bit of research for this. You know, I, I have no experience with with lacrosse in Japan, but to see the the way that lacrosse is played over there, you know, I, I saw a highlight reel from one of your one of your athletes, um, and uh, I saw in the background there were just hundreds, if not thousands, of fans at this game, and and right. there were like tons of teams. What is what is the structure of lacrosse in Japan? Is it played strictly at the university level? Are these clubs like adult clubs? I, I know that most people don't start playing until right. college. So so what's the structure kind of like? 
Right. Uh, I think I, I, I did my I did a bit of research myself, <laughs> and I, it, well, apparently there are three three hundred or three hundred fifty teams across the country now. But uh, I think the, the most of them are, are uh, college teams. Okay. I, well, they, I'm talking about both, you know, men's and women's teams. Right. And uh, but there, there are as as the game grow, mm-hmm. grow uh, grew. Naturally, those who graduated from the college colleges, you know, they they wanted to continue playing, so they started club teams. Across mm-hmm. the country, so there there are quite a few. I think, uh, well, not hundred, but you know, mm-hmm. fifty or sixty club club teams as well. I think, and That's then in, in terms of the membership, it's, it's uh, eighteen thousand. Wow! That's amazing. Now, That's amazing. So yeah, it's yeah. Big. And I heard that it's it's uh, the second biggest. Uh, okay. After yeah. America. I was talking mm-hmm. to Denmark and they have like 50. So 18,000 is, is quite a bit. Yeah. Holy cow. Stop what you're doing. Go to Instagram and follow us at going underscore offsides underscore podcast. You don't want to miss the giveaways that we're going to start doing. So make sure you follow us on Instagram. Now back to the show. And then yeah, do, they, do you have like a national championship for your club teams or do they just play like a, is there a college tournament? Every year, is there an adult right. tournament every year? We, we do. The, there are there is a, the, the college uh, tournament, mm-hmm. and then there, there there's also the club tournament. They, they okay. are, the, the, the the champions of you know mm-hmm. both leagues will play the national championship games. Okay, so that's very that, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And so you know, you were talking about it. Um, you know. Uh, guys, guys and girls playing. You know, they they get through university and and they still continue want to play. They still continue to want to play, and they, you know, now obviously we're talking about the clubs. I mean, in terms of kind of the development of the game, who are some of the the more prominent faces of of lacrosse in Japan? Some of those college players, maybe some of those club players. Um, so that you know, um, you know, to someone who might not know, um, some of the players that, that they should be keeping an eye on. I mean, because based off of everything with the last World Games, I know, um, the the senior team got a ton of notoriety for their style of play, and it, and and it seems like um, everybody's fallen in love with uh, the style of play that the country's playing, which is awesome. I mean, I think it really fits the bill for how the game should be played. So, um, uh, who are some of the more prominent faces, uh, you know, other sport in Japan? I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's pretty minor. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so but there is a women player called Sachio Yamada mm-hmm. who's on the I think World Lacrosse uh, Players Committee or something like that okay and she's pretty uh, well known okay uh, because she, she's uh, both within lacrosse and outside of lacrosse because she's been in the you know TV shows you know oh okay so she's a little like bit that. of a already already uh, in japan and yeah, then as a yeah. one of the you know one of the female female athletes gotcha. that's awesome yeah category and then she she was a professional in uh australia i think okay, okay. 
Yeah. That's all. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, um, as yeah. far as your experience goes, so you, you were a, basically a university coach for a long time, right? Yeah. And what university were you working with? Uh, I know, I know you've moved universities now to a different one, but originally where did you get started? Right. I studied uh, at the university of Tokyo, which is, okay. uh, how go you call it? Is this my alma mater? Yep. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. You got it. <laughs> Yeah, so you coached I, there for a long time. Is that where you yeah. made your uh, kind of uh, your connection with the with the U.S. coaches? Yes. Well, what I first started, uh, you know, coaching there when I was a graduate student. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was in you know 1990 or sorry <laughs> 1999 and then mm -hmm. 2000 something like that. And then uh, that's when we started to invite uh, uh, you know an experienced coach uh, from America to the team for uh, you know a couple couple weeks mm -hmm. every every year and then that's first one was uh, coach Ron Hevert and uh, who's based in 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 you know Michigan okay and uh oh ron hebert yes ron absolutely hebert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 i know ron hebert. okay <laughs> he's a he's a he's, well and then he he came uh, and the, and the coach, coached us for three or four years mm -hmm. and then we started this you know player uh ex not, not exchange but we we sent a you know a couple of players to his team okay as well that, i think that was back um when he was coaching Northwood University. Yes, that's uh, right. Yeah, okay. That's yep, right. yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I think, so correct me if I'm wrong, but Northwood ended up dropping their program. And then is that where JP got involved and Michigan got involved? Yes, that's right. So uh, Ron started, uh, you know, working as an assistant at Michigan mm -hmm. uh, with John Paul. So that's, that's when, so John Paul, you know, kind of, Took over the the same program that uh, mm -hmm. Northwood had been doing with us. That's awesome. So, uh, this time, yeah. The, and the, so the, you know, I've worked with with JP in the past, and uh, and you you guys go way back. Uh, I didn't realize how how tight you guys were in the beginning. And he always would talk about these trips to Japan and how excited he was to get back to Japan. And he just wanted to be back with his. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong here. The are you guys the Blue Bombers at the time? But it was the name of the. Yeah, what was the name of the Tokyo team? Oh, we called called us uh, Blue Bullet. Blue Bullets. Blue That's bullets. what it was. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I got, I can't wait to get back to the, to my Blue Bullets, and uh, you know, he spoke so passionately about it, and and you know, he always talked about like how great it was to go over and how all the people are great and, and how, you know, like, uh, I think the best way you put it was that the Japanese players were just so like hungry to be coached and like yeah. they played the game with so much enthusiasm and like, like small children playing the game is how they looked at lacrosse. Right. So I, I tried to keep it short, but, but basically when I, I quit, you know, coaching when, mm -hmm. you know, I, uh, after a couple of years, uh, you know, because I wanted, I I went to the the United Kingdom for for my mm -hmm. PhD too, so uh, there was a kind of 
several years blank mm-hmm. for me to to work with a uh, with a team. So then that that period was basically JP mm-hmm. uh, was you know when JP was uh, heavily involved. Okay. And then I came back and then. Well, we continued the program a couple of uh, years, and then mm-hmm. uh, Michigan went to the Division One. Mm-hmm. So we st- stopped the, the. Yeah, you couldn't send players to, anymore yeah. because of the rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, JP came, you know, once in a while. Anyways, so and then so I we got closer, mm-hmm. you know, during that period because I went to the to Michigan for you know. Uh, to learn from from him, you know, as yeah. A, uh, yeah, you came over here and, and so, observed a few practices. So going back to your original, you know, point. Yes, I mean, young, you know, Japanese, you know, young players really, you know, are enthusiastic about you know learning things from from the you know players or coaches from from America, mm-hmm. and uh, usually, you you see still you see you know. These days, you know, the, uh, some PLL players or MLL mm-hmm. players, you know, uh, come over here, you know, once in a while, and then there's a YouTube clip clips or, or you know, right. Instagram clips, you know, you know, Japanese players are really, you know, excited, like okay. to, like smoke it, and then <laughs> that was that was the case, you know, uh, I mean, in twenty years ago too. And uh, JP JP was young at that time too. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, apparently he he partied, you know, every night with the uh, players too. So okay. well, I mean, it's a vacation for him yeah. too, right? So that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I know you had uh, you had kind of briefly touched on it about some of the American coaches coming over and then some of the professional players. I know uh, recently, like the PLL sent a team out there to play in Japan um, and kind of do some clinics and things like that. And, and I know you briefly touched on it. Um, you know, what was that like? What was that like for, um, you know, the, the the players getting the opportunity to uh, to learn and obviously play against some of that some of that talent? And I, and I got to I have to think, too, that that's that's definitely helpful in terms of the development of the of the national program and everything like that. And mm-hmm. um, even too, I know I've had the opportunity because um, I'm originally from Long Island and I know um might not be every year, but usually it's every other year. I know a team from Japan comes over and, and they do, they, they go for, they, they run the, they run the gamut and they go up and down the East coast and go into the Midwest and, and play all the division one schools. Mm-hmm. And I had the opportunity to see that, uh, two years ago, uh, when they came right. out to Long Island and played Hofstra. I mean, it, it's awesome. I mean, it, it, it's really awesome. I mean, can you, can you talk to how that st- kind of thing has, you know, j- but you know, it's really, it's two questions, you know, obviously there's the PLL side of it what that was like to, to have them come out to japan um and then also to these trips that a lot of the universities and even you know some of the senior teams are doing um i i that's got to be awesome for the growth of the sport okay uh firstly the the, you know, the PL, pll side of it uh, well we have to give credit to sachio yamada as well mm-hmm. uh, well she started that uh started that uh you know, uh, uh, three or four years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, well, she well because she she had a network within the you know 
through the players' committee, I think.、Mm-hmm. So she kind of almost single-handedly, you know, gather all the players to、mm-hmm. you know, get them committed to, to come over to, for, to play at, you know, Japanese、uh, team. And then,、mm-hmm. and then it, it continued ever since. But, and so that's, that's, I actually coached the Japanese team, you know, for the first, what was second year or something like that.、Mm-hmm. And both, <laughs> both women and the men's team, for some reasons. But, anyways, <laughs> so there was, to, to me, it was a very, you know,、uh, valuable experience because we, that was my first time to, to you know, compete against the, the world's best, you know, on,、mm-hmm. on the、right. ground level. Uh, so, and then the、uh, uh, good thing about f- for, for, from the player's、uh, point of view, it's not a, the,、uh, we had a selection for the, for the game,、mm-hmm. open selection. So, if anybody you know, had a chance to play. And then, and then that, so the, it's not, well, of course, you know, probably. Half of half the、uh, players were also the national team players,、mm-hmm. but the other half were not.、Mm-hmm. So it was it opened up、uh, an opportunity for、uh, a lot,、uh, you know, play, a lot of players to actually compete against the, the, the、right. best players in the world. And then that's different from,、uh, you know, getting coached. Through clinics, right? Because it's a competition, of course. You know,、uh, I, don't, I don't think PLL players are really you know,、uh, competing at the full strength, but still, they could you know, show their real you know, potential, right?、Uh, Absolutely, so that's that's helpful. Then that gave、uh, the, a lot of players a real confidence, you know. As well, so just being on the、uh, same field as guys like that will,、yeah. will definitely elevate your game, yeah. So, I'm gonna throw a curveball question at you. So, if if an American coach like Ryan or myself were to come to Japan, what、yeah. what city would you and, and this is okay if it's completely biased, what、yeah. city should they go to, to to see the best lacrosse? The best lacrosse、uh, in terms of quality. It's, it's, in terms of quality, it's definitely yeah. in, 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 in Tokyo. Yeah, okay. Tokyo. Uh, but uh, you could go to Osaka and uh, uh, well, that region、mm-hmm. around, around Osaka. Well, but in terms of enthusiasm, if you go to you know,、uh, Kyushu or Tohoku or Hokkaido, you get the、okay. same, you know, same、uh, Enthusiasm to from from the players. I'm I'm sure. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You have、um, to be a little biased towards yeah, Tokyo. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> That's fine. Tokyo. We Tokyo all have. Yeah. It, in terms of the population,、mm-hmm. uh, and uh, well, I don't need to support Tokyo, but you know, <laughs> it's always the Tokyo-based、uh, teams that win the national championship, both at the college and the club levels. So, yeah, there's a bit of a gap, 
from for sure i love i love just like in this deep dive into social media for japanese lacrosse i've loved getting to know like all the different teams that are out there like the steelers and all these cool names yeah yeah (laughs) all the sweet uniforms that are out there i think it's really cool uh you know i i got that clip from i think i don't want to butcher any names here but from toro moramatsu and yeah, uh yeah. he he's really he's done a good job on social media right, right. <laughs> and yeah, and obviously yeah. he's got the relationship with true which uh is pretty re- unique for someone in japan to have like uh, a sponsorship like that from an american company okay and uh, yeah. yeah yeah it's it's really cool i mean honestly it's just great it speaks volumes to the growth of the game that you know somebody in a in a japanese adult club has has gotten you know the social media and the notoriety to, to be sponsored by, by an American company like that. So, yeah, but it's, it's awesome. You know, I haven't even scratched the surface of it, but to see, you know, the red bats and the Steelers and, and are are you currently coaching just a a college team or you do you coach an adult team as well? Right. Uh, Well, I can't, I currently uh, I'm involved in the national team program. Mm-hmm. We call it the, the de- development squad. Yeah. So we have a pool of players, you know, for 50 or so players to get prepared for the World Games, you know, mm-hmm. World uh, Championship a few years ahead. And uh, I'm currently, I, uh, out of, uh, <laughs> I'm not out of luck, but I'm not coaching the, the university team or club team at, at the moment. I'm okay. Focusing mm-hmm. on. Focusing on the just national focus, focusing yeah. on the international yeah. game. Yeah, and well, uh, I, 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 I'm supposed to be a head coach of the under in 19. Well, yeah, it's the U20 now, right? Yeah, now U20, but I don't know if it's it's going to be it's going to happen next year. But anyways, I, I do that too. So, well, let's keep our yeah. let's keep our fingers crossed. We hope that <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah. can make. We hope that everybody can make it yeah. over to Ireland, right? Yeah. Should I so, go back to Ryan's uh, Ryan's second point? Is it? Um, I yeah, I mean, if, if you, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I would yeah, love to, you know, to yeah. no. To be honest with you, um, you know, from my standpoint, I would love to hear. I would love to hear more about it because, and it's actually funny where I finished up college. Um, our campus backed up to Ko Academy. Yeah. in upstate New York. So I've always like, you know, we always kind of had um, that relationship because they use some of our facilities and we actually right. shared turf fields. So it was like nice because um, right as I was finishing up college, uh, they always had like a freshman or a JV team, but like they started building it up and now it's actually a pretty thriving um, program up in uh, Westchester County in New York. So I- I've always kind of was fascinated with that. And then obviously with um, – the, the teams coming over and, and playing a lot of the division one schools. I think it was two years ago, they played Hofstra Towson um, and kind of went up and down and did all that stuff. I, 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 I mean, I, I think, um, and as you know, I remember years ago, um, those games necessarily weren't as close, but now as we're getting further and further along, and I think it speaks to obviously the development of the, of the level of the, the players in, in the country, those games are getting closer and closer and closer. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been really neat for me to see, I, I'd love to hear more about it and how, how those things kind of come together and, and, and just kind of all that stuff. Right. I think KO, as, as you said, KO university did that, you know, 
fast, and then which was actually 20 years ago, I think. Yep. So it's been going on for 20 years ago, 20 years for, for them. But more recently, you know, Waseda, Red Bats, uh, yep. Waseda University, and uh, Blue Bullets too, yep. follow them. And uh, also the, the club team called Falcons, they mm-hmm. are, uh, defending champions, uh, defending national champions. They, they did that, you know, a few times. And, uh, well, basically, well, KO was, had been the, the dominant, the most dominant uh, collegiate team for, for mm-hmm. decades. And uh, for them to elevate their games, it was, I think it was the uh, only, you know, logical choice to get go over to the, to the to the United States for you know real better quality of the cross yep. and then and then the national team as well was uh, composed of you know KO players or the, you know graduates from KO yep uh, so to elevate the national team's level as well it was important so the JLA mm-hmm. supported that sort of exchange uh, program you know very kind of generously because it was during the time of uh, the league games mm-hmm. yep so for ko to go over there for a couple of weeks they had to try to move everything around yeah to which is which is a you know which is a kind of in in you know you might think that it's a it's a do, doing a favor for one particular team to mm-hmm. get stronger. So from the you know kind of equality past point of view, may not be a, you know ideal. But they did that for the to elevate the, the whole. Right, right. It didn't make immediate that. sense to support just one team, but that one team going over there raises their level, and then they bring that yeah, back, and then everybody the, benefits from it. That's the so. national, yeah. And yeah, then the Waseda, now Waseda or Blue Bullets sort of wanted to beat uh, KO, mm-hmm. and then that's so we had we had to go for uh, the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's the uh, kind of thoughts behind uh, gotcha. and the blue bullets decisions, and gotcha. I, seeing the blue bullets, you know, going there and then coming back, it it well they are kind of it's, it's the same thing of, uh, with the play you know sending players over to Michigan mm-hmm. too, but it gives <laughs> you know kind of they change. In terms of you know the way way they they walk even yeah, <laughs> okay. they get that they get I mean? that confidence yeah, they're a little, they get, a little bit get, of swagger well well and 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 I think you're starting to see that I mean and just uh, you know obviously you're seeing that but um you know just in the performance in the last World Games and how how well they've played and how how the how well the senior team has mm-hmm. has come along I yeah. think those trips you know you're starting to see it's not like Oh, hey, we're just happy to be playing with these teams against these wonderful players. Now it's starting to be ingrained in the sense that it's all well and good. We're happy to be here, but we want to win and we want to beat these teams. And I think, um, 
you know, that's kind of the the trajectory of the program. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think there's a lot of expectations coming into coming into these next world games that, you know, there's going to be a big, big jump from from the national team. Would you agree with that? Right. Well, I don't know. It's the la not, uh, last uh, world championship was kind mm -hmm. of uh, a lot of players on the on that team mm -hmm. on on the national team for mm -hmm. ten years, yep. nearly, nearly ten years. So the, the well, some of them it was the third world championship or something like mm -hmm. that. So they they knew, you know, the what level they they wanted they had to be yeah to compete right. against those things so that was uh that was very helpful but in but also it showed that you know in terms of you know athleticism athleticism oh, yeah. was was uh, the you know big advantage uh for us you know against most of the teams apart from uh that real you know top four Right. Yeah. And yeah, uh, especially. Yeah. So, so, but now other teams, you know, of course, you know, Israel or mm -hmm. Puerto Rico, they are very Americanized, if you like, as well. Yeah. So, but also the European teams as well, they are mm -hmm. catching up in terms of skills and strategies too. So we feel that we need to. Uh, raise the level on that front too. Mm -hmm. Not right. Not uh, you know uh, counting on our athleticism, but gotcha. We need to yeah. learn more in terms of skills and uh, strategies. Well, you've had such a long head start, and yeah. now other countries are starting to catch up. So now you need to you need to keep looking for those competitive advantages right, and to yeah. piggyback on what Ryan had mentioned, you know, all this experience with, with the, the Japanese national players go, or even the college players going overseas, playing in North America. Mm -hmm. I, I think it also, you know, leading up to a world games, you know, a lot of these North American players that are professionals are kind of like the role models for the sport and mm -hmm. the people that people look up to. And it says a lot, you know, getting that experience to go to the U.S. and play them in scrimmages, it definitely like humanizes them and shows like, all right, we're just another, you know, we're, we're all just lacrosse players on a field. And then when they get to Worlds, it's not like, oh, my God, that's, that's a team full of my heroes over there that I see on, on YouTube. Now those are just regular people that are really, really good at the sport. But mm -hmm. it's no longer like, you know, you don't put them on a pedestal as much. You, you know that you can compete. You know that you belong on that field. So I think, you know, those opportunities definitely do that for a player. And, you know, I think some of the younger teams when they get, you know, like let's say the European teams, those young ones at the European championships, they always get seated with like a really, really good team like a Germany or an Ireland or something like that. And they don't, you know, they're, they, they don't know what to do because it's such a difference in level. Like yeah. just, just the name, you know, if you're a Slovenia and you have to play Germany, you're just like, this is going to suck because like, you just look at it that way. Whereas now like Japan, they have all this experience going back and forth. They've yeah. know some of these players. Now it's just like, we, we can do this. Like, you know, mm -hmm. we, we got a chance at this. We just have to play a great game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it helped, you know, in, in the beginning of this year, 
we uh, there was a we got invited to the uh, what they call in spring premiere. Okay. So we played uh, the, the the development squad played uh, the U.S. national team mm-hmm. senior and uh, under nineteen. So we had a pretty good game from our point of view mm-hmm. against the senior team. Was uh, eight five or something like that. Yep. And then we got uh, <laughs> beat very heavily by the under nineteen. So, but so there was a both side. You know, we 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 saw both both sides in terms of uh, what we can do and what we are not be you know being able able to do. Yeah, and I think so, that like but, what yeah. you were, oh good. Yeah, no, no, no. What you no, what you were talking about? I mean, in terms of that spring premiere game, um, I know that was. I mean, they they wrote a big article about it and how, um, you know, it was kind of like. I, I guess there's there's. I don't want to say there's always that like aha moment, but that was that moment where it was like, wow, that you know, it's come a long way, and these you know, you can't they can't be denied. This is a team that you know, obviously the trajectory still plays on. Um, you know, you spoke about catching up to those big four. Um, you know, it, 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 I think of everything you're talking about the confidence and everybody being able to have that kind of bravado walking around. Um, I, I think that's gotta be huge going into obviously, um, you know, the, the summer this year, going into the next world games and everything like that. I think it's going to be, it, it's huge going into that because there has to be there. there if there wasn't belief before, before, there's definitely belief now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we are, yeah. Getting closer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you to know. be fair, that U19 game, didn't you play that back to back after like yeah. a 20, 20 hour flight? So <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you guys were a little gassed after yeah, that. Well, that but, senior but uh, I, I admire, uh, I forgot the coach's name. Nick oh Myers? God. Yeah, Nick Myers. He prepared his team very, very well. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, well. they, so they, they um, yeah. yeah. The U19 team uh, played with some swagger and those coaches – I mean, I'm sure they would love to have that U19 team on campus for for four years. They 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 definitely and they definitely have they play with some discipline and he he runs yeah. a tight ship there. You know they there is no nonsense with them. It's not like uh, yeah. kind of it, it's not just a roll the ball out and let's play. Yeah. It's uh, he holds them to the high. He holds them to probably a higher standard than he probably holds his his college guys to. <laughs> yeah, maybe, and then. The thing is, he, he obviously he had seen the game, you know, yep. like our game against senior team, so he knew what our strengths and the weakness is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Got his, scouting his, report. His, yeah, his game plan was spot on. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, looking forward, uh, and you may not have an opinion on this, and that's fine. Uh, looking forward at the the World Games coming up in twenty twenty two. You know, Ireland takes a step out. Right, yeah. And you, I mean, you happen to be a, a country that's left in. How, how big of a moment was that, like, on the international stage? You know, what what did people, you know, in your little circle in Japan of, of lacrosse coaches or on the national team, you know, what was the conversation there uh, when you heard that first Iroquois weren't going to be in, involved at all? And then, you know, when everything started to happen and the dominoes fell and then, you know, just today or yesterday, we find out like it's official, 
you know, they're in. So, so what kind of, you know, just, just any comment you have on that or any conversations that yeah. you kind of had over in Japan about that? Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it's very, well, it's my personal mm-hmm. uh, opinion. Uh, and then I, I, I didn't know, but I was actually, well, a friend of mine told me that I was the first, one of the first guys to respond to that, you know, Iraq War's petition uh, through Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I shared uh, their, you know, post and uh, I want. I, I said that I wanted your support through Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> from in Japan, I was uh, apparently I was the the first one to to did that to do that. Uh, so I stop what you're doing, go to Instagram and follow us at going underscore offsides underscore podcast. You don't want to miss the giveaways that we're going to start doing. So make sure you follow us on Instagram. Now back to the show. Obviously was, you know, sympathetic with Iroquois or, you know, more than sympathetic. I, I, I thought, I thought it was always the, a, a must for, for lacrosse to, involved the Iroquois nationals at every tournament. So my personal concern is, you know, when we go for, a, for the Olympics, they allow the Iroquois nationals to compete in the Olympics. So I, that was always my personal concern. Mm-hmm. So this World Games uh, coming up, I uh, was definitely uh, on their side and uh there wasn't well i I think i i didn't talk to uh, you know my peers in japan a lot about this but uh, i'm sure a lot of uh, them uh, were sympathetic as well and uh even though well yeah uh, well, that that's about it. I think I think everybody likes Iroquois, right? And uh, we everybody wants wanted them on the tournament, and uh, so the not uh, uh, you know the Iron Lacrosse's decision was really really noble, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but I I, mean, I, would have, I I would have done the same thing, right? So that's good to hear. It's good to hear that, you know, I mean, everybody says that, right? Like, oh, this is so bad. Like, we shouldn't play if they can't play. But for teams to actually step up and be like, we're willing to bite the bullet and give not our play spot. so that they can play. So that's huge. And, and it's nice to hear that it's not just mm-hmm. Ireland that feels that way. Uh, you know, Japan, you know, people in Japan felt the same way. Like someone, someone should, you know, make room. And mm-hmm. it's really nice to hear because, you know, in the U.S., we're it's ingrained in us that lacrosse is a native american sport it's a gift from from them um is that something is that background for the game well known in japan like do do players that play in japan understand that they created the game or is that something where it hasn't really translated across the board yet uh well i cannot speak for the younger generations mm-hmm. so much, but well if you get uh, it, you know, be, become you know loving the sport, 
mm-hmm. uh, you cannot uh, you know get away with not knowing the, yeah. of the game and then if you look at the every world tournaments there's a team called the Iroquois nationals and then they don't you know Jap- Japanese people in general uh, don't know about anything you know uh, in, in, well anything uh, about about them right uh, but we see that on, on the you know tournament and then we so my point is uh well so we as we get involved more mm-hmm. in lacrosse we notice there's a called team called the Iroquois national and then we studied about them okay and uh, but and then also through social media mm-hmm. you know, people Players like Lyle Thompson is big mm-hmm. in Japan too, so they they like the Iroquois players as players too. Like right. yeah, they might not understand the link a hundred percent yet yeah. based on their experiences in lacrosse, but yeah. like you said, uh, they they know who the Iroquois are, and they might not understand the significance of of who they are, but yeah, but it's, it's getting there. Yeah, winning the. MVP well, was, was big as well. So the, that the, those players, those star players, are the the entry point for the younger. Well, and I think too, players. and I think too, it's like you know, you you when you fall in love with this sport, and <clears throat> excuse me, and I can't speak for for every sport, but it's just you know, from from a lacrosse standpoint, you know, when you have that enthusiasm and you have that love for for the game, you know, you you, you tend to try and learn as much as you possibly can about it. So, you know, it seems like obviously what you're saying is, is that, you know, that's, that's there. So and 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 it helps to, um, you know, and, and I think it's it's not just helping, you know, over in Japan, I think it helps in, in you know, in North America as well, it helps that, um, one of the best players, if not the best player in the world is, is, you know, is a native American, um, you know, and, and is part of a tribe that helped, you know, create the sport. So I think that that's, that's definitely creating, um, more of an emphasis for understanding the roots right. of the game. I think not just, not just, you know, um, in Japan, but I think it's, it's just everywhere across the world. I think right. that that's, I think that's so important. And I think that's huge, um, for everybody, for all across fans. And yeah. it connects us all. I mean, geographically, it makes sense that we we know the the history and the background, the link, because we we experience it. You know, you've coached native players before. You know, mm-hmm. that doesn't. You know, a coach in Japan doesn't coach a native player very often, if if no. ever in their lifetime. Yeah. So you know, I think social media is the great unifier in, in terms yeah. of that, and it it helps that. The, the Iroquois people are essentially not only the creators of the game, but the face of the sport as well. Mm-hmm, so absolutely. that's made it more relevant than ever. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a time, you know, probably Ryan, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. You know, when you think of the MLL in the early 2000s, you're not really thinking of too many guys that are the face of the sport like Lyle is today. Uh, no, I mean, it was, uh, it was all the warrior guys. It was Casey Powell and, and Mark Millen and, um, a lot of those guys, it wasn't, you know, there, there were obviously some natives, but they weren't necessarily the face of the sport the way, you know, a Lyle Thompson is. And I mean, you know, Lyle Thompson has his own and the Thompson family have their own brand within Nike right now. Yeah. 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 
most certainly. So switching back focus to to the national team real quick. I mean, obviously, I think you consider anyone in the blue group to be your rivals. But is there a specific, uh, you know, I'm sure you have to play some some more local games geographically with, with countries in Asia. So is, is there a country in Asia that you would consider a rival or that you well, scrimmage against and, and consider a rival? Right. Well, I don't know. Well, those East Asian mm -hmm. countries, they are getting, you know, better for sure. And mm -hmm. then, for, for instance, the Chinese team has got a lot of American, well, American players based in America, the younger right. So we never know how, but at that point, at this point, we are pretty confident that uh, we wouldn't have a problem <laughs> being them. This, is, this is the most humble way of saying yeah. that we are the best East, East Asian lacrosse country. No, 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 no. But, well, look at the World Games, World Championship last time. Well, I should be more diplomatic, maybe. But, <laughs> but look That's at fine. the World Championship last time. I was, I was there to, to you know, kind of research what's going on around the world. I wasn't mm -hmm. in the, on the national team, but I was there representing JLA. And then there's a gulf between, you know, Asian teams and, mm -hmm. and then kind of other teams. Yeah, it's okay to say. So, Japan's yeah. the best Asian team at the moment, and that's but, okay. So I'll, I'll kind of end, end the whole conversation with the, with the question I should have asked a long time ago. You know, Ryan and I had have experienced having read about it, having seen it. But could you describe the the Japanese style of play? Because it is it is not, you know, when we think of the Iroquois, we think of a certain style. If, when we think of the Canadians, we think of a certain a certain flaw, uh, style. And then when we think of like the 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 U.S. players, we think of a certain style as well. So you know, for those people that don't know, what does Japan's style of play look like? Right, it's a hard question to answer, actually, because uh, well, it was it used to be used to be easier because there was a a week. Well, the, it has been the the speed and you know was speed and uh, quickness. Lots of shots, right? Yeah, but <laughs> uh, well, our identity. But now we know that it's not the way uh, it's, it's not, it's, well, we, we, oh, we cannot only rely on the speed and quickness. Yeah. Uh, because to, to, to compete at the blue division and against up against the world best, we need to be to play more standard records if you see what i mean mm -hmm. yeah so, i was reading about how you you've shifted as a country or at least on the national team level away from just speed 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 let's just throw a lot of shots mm -hmm. into a more deliberate uh mm -hmm. you know you still a you know you're you're still quick 
but you're not playing like a rushed style of lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like the old style was kind of like, let's get the ball and let's move it as fast as possible, yeah. no matter where we are on the field. It's, and now it's like you still play quickly, but like with a lot more like uh, strategy behind that. And it's not just play quick just for the sake of playing quick. It's yeah. it's you know it, it's to fit a certain style and and, and you're, you're using and you're using the international rules to your advantage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, we 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 don't know yet. You know, we might go go back to you know more. You know, go we might go back to a style. You know, focusing more on speed and uh, quickness after we learn those you know subtlety right. mm-hmm. of the game, like. You know how to organize the off-ball players, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, things like that. And to do, yeah. To, yeah. You answer my question. Don't worry. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I did think of one more. <laughs> I did think of one more because it's it's very different based on every country. You know, England gets some support from their government. Uh, most yeah. countries do not. How closely, I mean, JLA has, like you said, maybe the second largest um, mm-hmm. membership group in, in world lacrosse. So what is the relationship like, if you know, between the JLA and the Japanese government? Is there is it a mutual support or is Japan really waiting for kind of the Olympic push? Right. Yeah. Well, uh, we have no, no official relationship with the government. As yet, okay. you say, and then we are not on the uh, interna- well national Olympic committee yet, because we are not the Olympic sports. Right. So if we get on 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 that, then uh, we might get uh, governmental support financially. A lot, yeah. As a lot of minor sports do, but we have been proud of being in- independent right not mm-hmm. not relying on the governmental support but you know we fund ourselves through membership fees and uh, sponsorship mm-hmm. and uh, we and then we grew that way so we are proud of that but you know we will see what happens like most countries yeah i mean a lot of people and this is a conversation for another episode but a lot of people don't understand that you know, yeah, it the Olympics is not only great from like the standpoint of being like one of those premier sports in the world, mm-hmm. but it adds so much funding to the sport, which will then grow the game a lot more because some of these teams, like let's say Eastern Europe, where they struggle with other sports, you know, they can't be competitive in soccer. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They could be like a tier two world lacrosse team if they put enough money into it quickly enough so it's just an interesting a domino that needs to fall to to unlock those olympic dollars and olympic funding and even just olympic support on how to run your 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 organization within the country jla is is a very good organization they they run very well u.s lacrosse same thing but a lot of these countries it's just you know one guy and his home address is the the address for the country's lacrosse. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's hard to support an entire country like that. So uh, I think that's a big domino that will need to fall. And hopefully it falls, you know, in the near future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty hard to 
well, for some small, small, you know, small across mm -hmm. nations, it's it must be hard to to kind of going fast developing themselves. But I, but but now the World Championships, you know, we we have a qualification games mm -hmm. now, so the that's that's probably a very big uh, change as well, apart from the Olympics. Right. As the game grows, we have, we cannot accommodate all the countries. Right. Yeah. Which was a good part, good good thing, you know. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. If you go to the I mean, championships, there's a very, you know, the whole. Right. Can, there's a lot of different divisions. Everything. Yeah. What's um, happening? Skill levels, but community. We feel yeah. we we are all of us are there together. Yep. Exactly that was, right. That was rare, but yeah. But it won't be happening anymore because now we've got quality. You know, we're, we yeah. we got cuts. We made it. Yeah. Like any big uh, college program, the moment you start cuts, you you yeah. made it. You have enough kids. Yeah. So, well, perfect. Udo, it's been great. Right. Really appreciate your time. I'm yeah, sure you man. Awesome. That's all. That's today. All. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you so much for taking all the time and speaking with us, man. It's been it's been awesome getting to talk to you, learn more about uh, JLA and the national team and everything going on over there, man. It's uh, we're excited to see, um, you know, kind of the next steps for everything. And um, I, like you said before, I hope to see you guys in Ireland this summer. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, will we? Will you be personally there? Right. um you know what I, i'm i won't um it was okay. it was gonna be one of those things where we uh, where i was coaching last we had a couple of players that were um in the pool for team usa okay. and they made it to they made it to the final cut had they gone had they made it you know we probably all would have made a trip over but you know with everything going on too it's just it's so um it's just a right. crazy time for everybody yeah, you know. know you know i think <laughs> Um, you know, most important thing is everybody has to stay safe, stay safe and stay healthy. So, um, right. man, if, I, if, if we can get over there, we're going, but who knows? Yeah. It's, wow. it's kind of like you take it day by day. Everybody's getting better, you know, yep. communicating through online. So yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. sure there will be a live stream. Oh, absolutely. Under night, under, under 20. Under 20. Yeah. yeah. We might be this might be the this might be the well last year would have been the last time for the U19s. I think they're going to keep it as U20s what I'm hearing. Right. Okay. It's easier than trying so. to go back and and explain that to everybody. So Yeah, exactly right. Well, anyway, <laughs> really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much, no, man. No, no, no. And uh, I'll be sure to to send you a link when when everything's up and uh, I'll include all the social medias for for Jap Japanese lacrosse and everything like that, okay? Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, no awesome, problem. Man. Thanks for helping us out. Yeah, man, have a great rest of the week. You too, you too. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.